The Texas Ag Minute, twice a day, 1130 and 130 on the Hill Country Patriot. There is nothing wrong with your radio. Do not attempt to change the station. We are controlling transmission. If we wish to make it louder, we will bring up the volume. If we wish to make it softer, we will bring it to a whisper. For the next hour, sit quietly and we shall control all that you hear. You are about to participate in a great adventure. You are about to experience the awe and mystery which reaches from the inner mind to the outer limits. And now, it's time for the radio show that covers just about every topic. Because variety is the spice of life. From the arcane and unusual to current events and practical tips. Because if it's interesting, they'll be talking about it. And now, here's Bill and Allison Mancaro. Good morning, Hill Country. Good morning, Allison. Good morning, Bill. (laughs) And good morning, Hill Country. There you go, too. (laughs) We are Bill and Allison. We are sometimes wrong. But we're always right. We're always right. Always right. Fighting a never-ending battle for truth, justice. And the American way. Uh Uh-huh. Right here on the Hill Country Patriot, which is your information station. We are never politically correct i have to warn you we're never pc but we are politically incorrect pi but uh, most importantly we strive to be bc that is biblically correct and i'm a native texan and allison i'm a native american you certainly are <laughs> not only were you born in america well i was born in america too but texas to be, be precise about it uh, but uh, you're also a Native American because of your heritage on one side. Yeah, I'm Chickasaw Indian. Chickasaw Indian. That's right. We have a trigger warning for you. Alice and I identify as non-binary. Non-binary. And we have our preferred pronouns. Mine is Brandon. And Allison, yours is? I'm a P.O.D. American. A P.O.D. American. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I guess you could use you you could use the P word on. I haven't checked I with the FCC. Yeah, I'm sh- Bill. I'm sure you can. Well, it's in the King James version. By the way, <laughs> well, there you go. There so, you go. I, well, they put a th on the end of it, so maybe that's. <laughs> but uh, anyway, anyway. So you have changed your personal pronoun from uh, that uh, from uh, corn pop used uh-huh. to be corn pop. Uh-huh. Okay. We like to begin our program with a verse from the Bible. This is Second Timothy chapter two. Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Martin Luther said, I study my Bible as I gather apples. First I shake the whole tree that the ripest may fall. Then I shake each limb. And when I have shaken each limb, I shake each branch and every twig. Then I look under every leaf. Martin Luther. 812 is our Hill Country Patriot time, your information station. We cover the whole area, the whole Hill Country. We do. We do, except... Except those places that claim to be hill country but are not, like Austin, <laughs> for example. Yeah. So Austin doesn't qualify? Not, not in my book. Oh, okay. Not in okay. my book. Dripping Springs, yeah. I'll, I'll, give, I'll give it to Dripping Springs. But, uh. <laughs> well, there was big news in um, 
Texas this week uh, in Boca Chica. For those of you who don't know, that's where uh, SpaceX launches um, their aircraft. Spa- I'm aircraft? Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Spa- spaceships. And SpaceX is uh, Elon Musk's company. Um, and the uh, at Boca Chica, um, the cheers erupted as the SpaceX's Starship, the world's most powerful rocket system, blasted off on its first orbital launch, test launch. That, that was its, its goal to, to orbit, because apparently, previously, they have not orbited. They've just gone up and come back. Um, anyway, it was a 394-foot-tall uh, rocket, and it just went for four minutes. Um Despite exploding over the Gulf of Mexico, Starship surprised the one expectation Musk, Elon Musk had set for the test. <laughs> Just don't blow up in the launch pad. Well, he said that? <laughs> he did. He did in, in advance. Um, even though it was only four minutes, it allowed engineers to gather uh, much-needed data that they'll use to figure out what went wrong. Mm. And the next uh, te- test flight could happen in just a few months. Hmm. Uh, they, they are hoping to help send humans to the moon surface for the first time in 50 years. Did oh, you, that's did you realize it had been 50 years? No, I did not. Um, as part of the Ar- Artemis three mission, uh, NASA is paying SpaceX uh, to use the Starship as its lunar lander. Hmm. I did not know any of that. I, mm-hmm. I did hear it blowing up. That's, you know, you say things, you later regret them. <laughs> like Elon, well, you said Elon Musk as well, just now it doesn't blow up on the landing. Exactly. Well, it didn't. It, it, it got up. Oh, good. A few, few feet off. Well, it, you know, it was four, four minutes into, the, into its planned flight. Well, you know what um, Waylon Jennings said to Buddy Holly? Yeah. Uh, the just before he got on an airplane that crashed and mm-hmm. killed him and the Big Bopper and Richie Valens mm-hmm. and a couple other people um, as as Buddy Holly was leaving uh, the uh, venue they just performed and Waylon was going to take a bus and he said to Buddy Holly, uh, Buddy says, well... Oh, oh that's, be- that's because um, Waylon, there was not a seat avail- available so Waylon could not get on it. Yeah, yeah. Th- that, that's why he was on okay. the bus. okay. And uh, so Waylon wasn't happy that he didn't get on the airplane, didn't get a seat on the plane, so he had to take the bus. So he says, the last thing he said to Buddy Holly was, well, I hope your old plane crashes. <laughs> Things you regret. Mm-hmm. He regretted that, of course, the and, rest of his and life. And it did. Yeah, and it did. But yeah, yeah, he, he, yeah, Waylon Jennings had wanted a seat on that plane, but uh, apparently it was a small plane, and there was not one for him. Mm. So he... He was uh, blessed to uh, miss that flight. Yeah, he was. Well, that's what the Lord wanted. Well, we have some Texas history for you this week. In 1836, Texas forces won the Battle of San Jacinto, the concluding military event of the Texas Revolution. There were about 1,200 men uh, um, in the Mexican Army, Santa Ana's Army, um, parked in uh, what is now southeastern Harris County. And General Sam Houston disposed his forces in battle order about 3 p.m. during siesta time. 
Smart. Eh? <laughs> Smart. Yes. And uh, Santa Ana had no lookouts posted, and the Texans, Texians sprang forward on the run with the cries, remember the Alamo and remember Goliad. Of course, we've talked about Goliad a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, where uh, Santa Ana ordered the Texans to be slaughtered. Just uh, They were prisoners, and he murdered them, and they left the bodies to rot on the ground. That was Goliad. Well, that battle at uh, San Jacinto lasted all of 18 minutes. And there were 630 Mexicans killed, 730 taken prisoner. And, of course, we didn't slaughter them and murder them like Santa Ana did. And uh, only nine Texans were killed or mortally wounded. Thirty were wounded less seriously. So that's this week in 1836. Also in 1906 this week, Frank Hamer enlisted in the Texas Rangers. And we, kn- we know that name. Why? Uh, yeah, we do. Well, um, because, among his other accomplishments, uh, he became a, a test special investigator for the Texas prison system, was assigned to track down Bonnie and Clyde. And it took him three months, but his men shot and killed them near Gibsland, Louisiana. And we've seen this height. Yes, we have. We, uh, we were driving on I-10, and uh, we saw the sign that says Gibsland, Gibsland next exit. And we said, that's where Bonnie and Clyde were killed. Mm-hmm. So we got off, didn't plan on it, didn't know we were going to Gibson, because it's a tiny little town. And we saw where they were shot, and uh, we went to the museum, which was <laughs> about the size of the bunker. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, exactly. no, a little bigger, but uh, it was, we were the only ones there other than the, the owner of the museum. And uh, they have all sorts of Bonnie and Clyde memorabilia, and... Uh, Allison was too shy to tell the owner of the museum. <laughs> I said, uh, "I said to the man, do you know who the first lawman was that was killed by Clyde, Clyde Barrow? We don't think Bonnie was there. Uh, and he knew immediately who that was. Who was that, Allison? My cousin, Eugene Moore. That's right. It was, a, it was the very first lawman killed by uh, Bonnie and Clyde. And I, I told the man, well, meet. He, so he said, yeah, that's, well, of course, Eugene Moore. And I said, well, meet Eugene Moore's cousin. And he was, <laughs> he said, well, we have a festival every year, a Bonnie and Clyde Festival. And he said, we have uh, authors come and professors, and, and uh, we have a dinner, and you would be the queen of the festival. <laughs> uh, but, but then COVID happened. COVID happened. and then but, but I, actually, I don't know if they still have the festival. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's 828 Hill Country Patriot time. And uh, we are Bill and Allison, of course, on the Hill Country Patriot, which is your information station. And uh, when we come back, oh, Allison. Okay, well, okay. What when, have you got? When we come back, let's see, where is it? <laughs> Live radio. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. When we come back, a TikTok challenge has led to increased thefts of cars. In San Antonio. Ooh, let's hear about that when we come back after this short break. Your freeborn single star. State Song of Texas, official. Mm-hmm. Who, is, who is singing it? Do you know? God bless you, Texas, and keep you brave and strong. That you may grow in power and work throughout the ages long. God bless you, Texas, and keep you brave and strong. That you may 
pouring word throughout the ages long. Welcome back. We're Bill and Allison, Hill Country Patriot, your information station. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Absolutely. A lot of people are joining us on the web at hillcountrypatriot.com. If they're not in our listening area, we've got a lot of listeners around the country we've heard from, and uh, mm-hmm. actually uh, in several foreign countries mm-hmm. we've heard from. Singapore, mm-hmm. uh, Great Britain. Abu Dhabi. Uh, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Abu Dhabi, Haba, Hama Hama. Yes, we have listeners in Hama Hama and Abu Dhabi. Uh, but uh, no, it's it's very uh, very nice that you're listening. And where else can people listen, Allison? First couple of TexasRadio.com. That's and th- th- that's where we post our uh, previous shows. Yeah, so you can uh, download uh, the shows there, put them on your device, listen to them whenever is convenient for you. Pause them, rewind them. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> uh, there was a hearing in uh, the Texas legislature recently that would require all employers to validate that their new hires are not illegal aliens. Okay, that would require every Texas employer to do e what's called e verify mm-hmm. uh, to validate their new hires are not illegal aliens. And Alice and I have a, a clip of uh, the testimony. From James Massa, who is uh, head of a group called Numbers USA, and he'll explain what that what that is. And uh, he was testifying again uh, to the uh, to the Texas legislature not long ago. So here is what he had to say, James Massa. I'm, I'm James Massa. I'm the CEO of Numbers USA. We're the largest single issue advocacy group in the United States. Our issue is immigration. I am a Texas resident. I have a home and a small business in Fort Worth, and I'm here to advocate for E-Verify, mandatory E-Verify. E-Verify is the most effective and most cost-effective method that the state of Texas can implement to be able to stem the flow of illegal immigrants and to be able to ensure that U.S. citizens and those who have valid work permits in the state of Texas are the ones who get the jobs of this great economy of this state. The social cost that the state bears when you have illegal presence in immigration for education as well as for uh, medication and medical costs are all removed when the alien presence isn't in the state. I have three myths I want to bust for you about uh, E-Verify. It is not a burden to the employer. It is a very easy system. It's a it's a free system. You use your browser. You can e-verify yourself, Senator Nichols, today. Go on the system and actually plug in your social security number and you'll find out you're a valid worker for the United States. So it's not a burden there. The second myth I'd like to bust is that it is not <clears throat> uh, an impact on the current workforce. It's only for new hires. So last year, 48 million new hires were verified for their valid work permission through the system. So it doesn't impact your current workforce, whether you've had something go wrong or not in the past, appropriately or not. And then the third thing I would say is it's not a burden to the state. You, you actually have in your analysis that it's not a burden to the state financially. It actually can generate revenue for the state. Someone's going to pay for this in the end, and it's going to be the people that avail themselves of those services, right? The businesses that hire people for unfair lower wages reap the profit, and the rest of society pays for the cost of those people to be in society. 
There you go. That was James Massa testifying before the Texas legislature on E-Verify, which uh, would uh, require all employers to validate new hires uh, to make sure they're not illegal aliens. You know, Elson, I I didn't know until I researched the story, it's estimated that there are at least, at least, and probably more, 2 million illegals in Texas alone. And, of course, under the Biden administration, that probably went up uh, last week. Uh, they're probably three million or something, but uh, no, uh, uh, seriously, that's estimated at two million. And, uh, and for how many have we hired? <laughs> or many? We don't hire illegal aliens uh, across uh, across red red states, Republican states. Big business interests have fought tirelessly to stop stop the E Verify because their profit margins. I was well. I was just going. I was just going to say it's the businesses who who profit from them. Yeah. So they don't care how many illegals. Mm-hmm. They want more illegals. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Because they it's cheap labor for them. Exactly. Uh, but it takes jobs away from real Americans. Exactly. Yeah, for for uh, bona fide U.S. citizens. So uh, we be against that. <laughs> tell you. Okay, I, I mentioned before the break that there is a TikTok challenge that has led to increased thefts of Hyundai and Kia cars nationwide, and there are quite a few in San Antonio. Uh, in San Antonio, uh, vehicle thefts are up by nearly 60% in the first quarter of this year compared to uh, last year, first quarter of 2022. And uh, what's happening, there's a design flaw in Hyundai and Kia vehicles that makes them an easy target. Thieves can quickly break off the ignition cycle and then use a USB cable or screwdriver to start the engine. Uh, this works on, on 2000 to 221 Kia models and 2016 through 2021 Hyundais that use a key to start. I mean, and, and this is a challenge on TikTok to to steal cars. And the in in San Antonio, the top ten stolen vehicles in March: Hyundai Elantra, Ford F Series, Kia Optima, Hyundai Sonata, Dodge Ram Series, Kia Soul, Chevrolet Silverado Series, Kia Forte, Kia Rio, and Kia Sportage. And I mean, this is okay. This is what what TikTok is challenging um, their their people to do. Um, and I I've heard that I I don't know all the details, but apparently uh, they're essentially challenging kids to commit suicide. Yeah, they have uh, they have con- what I've read. I don't go on TikTok. Don't have it on my phone. Wouldn't want it. I think it should be banned in the United States. Uh, but they're encouraging kids to commit suicide, among other horrible things. The Chinese Communist Party owns TikTok. They own the company that owns TikTok. And uh, it's uh, it's been used for spying. Uh, any number of members of Congress and Republicans and Democrats uh, have said that, uh, that uh, it's banned uh, in uh, Texas for uh, any uh, mm-hmm. state, 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 state employee state employee to have TikTok, to use TikTok. Uh, and they're trying to get it banned uh, for uh, Congress as well, and it's a bipartisan effort uh, because it's a Chinese spy uh, application, but it also uh, is encouraging our young people to kill themselves and to take drugs mm-hmm. uh, and to engage in all sorts of immoral behavior. Uh, why? Because the Chinese communists want to destroy 
the next generation. Mm -hmm. They want to destroy the United States by doing so, by destroying the next generation. So they encourage uh, suicide, they encourage drug use, they import fentanyl into the United States through Mexico, uh, which is killing hundreds of thousands of people, mostly young people. Uh, They are encouraging uh, um, transgenderism, uh, which, and abortion, of course, which is all a death cult. You know, you, you know, you're transgendered. You, you don't have children. Uh, you abort your children. So they're encouraging that, uh, the destruction of a generation. And uh, it's, very, it's very frightening. It's extremely frightening mm-hmm. uh, to see what's going on. 841 is our Hill Country Patriot time. And we're coming up on... We, we're lots, lots of things to do. I mean, I, we have Alice and I have piles of stuff. And <laughs> we do. What have you got, Alice? Well, I, I have some some headlines that that were out recently. Now I don't know where they were published, but one of them was, "Sorry, we dissolved your son in acid." Mafia bosses tell parents, "Sorry, gee, I'm sorry, we dissolved your son in acid." A black bear. Uh, broke into a vehicle and guzzled 69 cans of soda. 69 wow. cans of soda. Wow. And cocaine worth nearly $400 million was found floating in the ocean off Italy. Whoa. Four, $400 million. Wow. 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 That's a, that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. A lot of money. Um have you wondered why the Clinton Foundation, Allison, folded so suddenly after Hillary was no longer in a position of influence? I didn't realize it had folded. It folded. It folded. Okay. Uh, it's, well, they might have an office and an employee. But before, while she was mm-hmm. in power and they thought she was going to be the next president, <laughs> uh, here's an official copy of the IRS form. I'm reading from an official copy of the IRS Form 900 for the Clinton Foundation for tax year 2014, when the Clintons were riding high. They had 486 employees. Uh, their total revenue was 178, I'm rounding off, $178 million. Total expenses, $91 million. Salaries, $35 million. Total grants to charity, $5 million. Okay, think about that. It took 486 people of the Clinton Foundation who were paid $35 million plus $91 million in, quote, fees and expenses (laughs) to give away $5 million. That's that's not unusual for for charities. 95% of the money went to salaries, fees, and expenses, all to give away $5.1 million. Well, the... The well, as as uh, as Hillary says, remember what she said, Allison. What difference at this point does it make? That's what she said about Benghazi. Well, it should probably say that about the Clinton Foundation <laughs> exactly, as well. Exactly. I mean, drug cartels wish they had that money laundering ability. Uh, come to think of it, I wonder how much they contributed to the Clinton Foundation. Yeah. So you get you make a good point, Allison. That is not unusual. For a charity, mm-hmm. so-called charity. It's not a charity. It's a it's a scam. Right. Uh, but there are a lot of scams out there. Before you before you give to a charity, you see something on TV with, you know, crying babies, starving old women, and dogs, and things like that. Go to 
a couple of websites. One is CharityNavigator.com, and the other is CharityWatch.com. And they will tell you how much of that money that, you, that people give goes to fundraising, goes to buy those TV ads, and how much of it actually goes to the cause. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd be very surprised if you look up some of these well-known charities. Um, United Way, for example, is pretty much a scam. Uh, and uh, the rest of them. Look, look up these charities. CharityNavigator.com, CharityWatch.com. And a charity that, that we promote here on our, on our show is um, EchoHill.org. And it's, for, uh, it's a camp for here in Kerrville for children of uh, Gold Star families. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's run by volunteers. Run totally by volunteers. Mm-hmm. All of the money goes mm-hmm. to the kids. Yeah, the people who run it do not get salaries. And there are all sorts of people who, who volunteer, and we were. They invited us to a lunch recently, and um, they have lots of uh, military guys who come out and do cleanup on the property and just do all sorts of things. So we were able to see a lot of them. Yeah, actually. In so that's person. a local local charity that be um, the money they raise goes to the to the programs. People don't take salaries. They have, uh, in fact. This is for the children of Gold Star families. Mm-hmm. Uh, they lost a parent in the service to the country, as either in military, first responders. And these kids have never, many cases, have never met another child in that situation. But they come to that camp and they make what may be lifelong friends because they're in the mm-hmm. same situation. And, that's and even EchoHill.org. EchoHill.org. Even the kids' transportation is paid for by volunteers, by, by contribution. So. A little plug for that, but that's uh, that's that was the Clinton Foundation. And by the way, I understand that Bill Clinton is very concerned. Uh, he was overheard saying, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! You mean you can now indict a former president <laughs> for, for paying off women you had sex with to keep them quiet?" So he's worried. Oh boy, is he worried? Man, oh man! Eight forty-six is is our. Hill Country Patriot Time, 846 with Bill and Allison. Well, that's our signal for, that's what we call our woke alert, our woke alert. And it's, uh, Allison, it's TV ad woke today. And that's going to be, it's going to be our woke alert. And here it is. Ever boarded a plane and thought to yourself, I hope the pilot is a transgender refugee. Have you ever gone to the emergency room and said, I hope my medical team is incredibly diverse. Have you ever moved to a new city and said, I hope the police department hit its equity goals for the year. If your answer to these questions was no, if you just wanted the most qualified candidates for the job, then you are normal. But we have a lot of very not normal people running America these days. Left-wing politicians believe skin color or gender identity should determine who gets the job. Democrats used to care about the middle class. Now they just care about your race and your gender. You know what woke means? It means you're a loser. 
Everything woke turns to shit, okay? Okay. Okay, uh, just last week in um, Toronto's airport, police announced that nearly $15 million in gold and other valuable items were stolen from a cargo holding facility. And uh, that's Canada's busiest airport. And gold is mined in northern Ontario, and so it typically throws flows through this airport. Uh, this heist is one of the largest in Canada's history. Wow. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. That's why that's why you're listening to that's why you're listening to our show. You you learn all sorts of good stuff. <laughs> Absolutely right. Absolutely right. Eight forty nine is our Hill Country Patriot. I'm on, I'm on Allison's microphone right now because I'm going to show her something. <laughs> Allison, I'm trying to show you something. Okay. Okay. Right there. Okay. Yeah. Experts now tell us that contrary to common sense and thousands of years of consensus of all prior humans ever to live, gender is now fluid, meaning it's not actually real and people can change it at will. Okay. If you disagree with that, though, you can get fired. Ryan Anderson is a Heritage Foundation fellow, author of a new book called When Harry Became Sally, and he joins us now. Ryan, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Happy to be with really you. really try to be open-minded. I'm open-minded about this, but I'm also confused by it. Was This came out of nowhere. It's now an ironclad consensus among elites, not allowed to disagree. Is that the result of a scientific discovery that I missed? No. <laughs> this is the result of ideology. And it's the result of ideology that came right after Obergefell. Um, we had activists, LGBT, as soon as they won on the LGB part, they pivoted to the T part. Uh, and what's shocking here is what they're doing to children. Uh, prescribing puberty-blocking drugs, uh, which aren't FDA-approved for this purpose, to indefinitely delay a child's puberty. And then prescribing cross-sex hormones, uh, giving testosterone to girls, giving estrogen to boys, to try to transition them into the opposite sex. Is there any science that undergirds that actual? I mean, these are obvious questions, but everyone's so afraid to ask them, right. which is always a sign something weird's going on. Is there science that tells us this is a good idea? Do we know the long-term effects of any of this? Does it work? There's no uh, robust science on this. There's no even long-term study. So they're conducting an experiment on children. We have no idea what the consequences are of blocking a child's uh, puberty and then giving a child estrogen or testosterone when they're a boy or a girl, giving them the opposite sex's sex hormone. Well, why would we, okay, but hold on. We're pretty sensitive about our children. You can't just put an additive in Rice Krispies and hope right. it works out well. How are we doing this to kids without any sense of what the long-term consequences are going to be? Well, the, the experts here think they can correctly identify uh, which children are truly transgender uh, and only block their... Is puberty. there a blood test for that? There's not. Uh, the, the, the criterion here is that a child is insistent, consistent, and persistent. Uh, and it's not okay. just with uh, teenagers, this is little kids. Uh, Five-year-olds are encouraged to socially transition. So you give a new name, a new wardrobe, a new pronoun to a grade school kid. So what happens, look, I mean, maybe, I'm, again, I'm open-minded, but I'm suspicious because whenever you ask any question at all, you get shouted down. Right. Why is that? Uh, unfortunately, the left doesn't want to have the conversation. I mean, so what inspired me to actually write the book was that people need to know what the science is on this, what the medicine is, what the philosophy is. And the best science shows that 80 to 95 percent of children with a gender identity conflict will grow out of it. Uh, the best science shows that 41 percent of people who identify as transgender will attempt suicide at some point in their lives. 
Uh, and that people after they have sex reassignment surgery, 19 times more likely to die by suicide. Those statistics are tragic and we need to you know, hit the pause button and think more critically about how we can help people who are suffering. Uh, because obviously if you feel so distressed in your own body, yes. you would contemplate uh, reassigning your sex, you're, you're suffering and we need to have I a agree more compassionate and effective response to these people. That was uh, Tucker Carlson interviewing that gentleman from the Heritage Foundation. Uh, and and, and, and uh, oh, I thought it was a particularly Allison. I thought it was a particularly good good interview, and that's why mm -hmm. we wanted you to hear it. And one of the uh, opponents of this uh, sexualizing children and urging them to become trans is Caitlyn Jenner, who who used to be Bruce Jenner. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But uh, okay, in, in Florida, which was attacked for having a, a a law that its critics called "Don't Say Gay," um, but they which was not it at all. No, they, no, they, that's a slander, a lie. Right. That it, it was to prevent young children from being taught about gender identity. Well, that that was that was the the bill. But uh, anyway, they they have expanded their ban on teaching about gender identity and sexual orientation in public schools, and. Uh, it's being expanded to include all grades through high school. No kidding. Mm -hmm. Good. Should be. Shouldn't, mm -hmm. shouldn't be taught in schools. If, exactly. If, if I talk to a <laughs> young child about sex, uh -huh. I'd be in jail. Uh -huh. But teachers uh, can't. Unless you're a teacher. Unless you're a teacher. Well, you get special exemption. I think that, you know, there shouldn't be an exemption. They should be arrested mm -hmm. uh, if, if it's for a lot of things they're doing. 8.54 is our Hill Country Patriot time. You're listening to Bill and Allison on your information station. When we get back, after this very short break, something I pretty much guarantee you don't know about Lyndon Johnson, our own Lyndon Baines Johnson. Who lives just, lived just down the road in Hill Country. Welcome back. We're Bill and Allison. And we're on the Hill Country Patriot, which is your information station for the entire Hill Country. Well, this is something you I certainly didn't know about Lyndon Baines Johnson. When he was president, he ordered that special taps be installed in White House sinks all over the White House that dispensed ice-cold fresca. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. I thought I knew a lot about Lyndon Johnson, wow. but I didn't know that one. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know that one. A Portland woman, you know what a hellhole Portland, Oregon yeah. has become. Uh, she called out the problems within that Democrat-controlled city's homeless crisis, and this is what she had to say in an interview. So how is it like being homeless in Portland? It's a piece of cake, really. I mean, that's why you probably got so many out here, because... They feed you three meals a day. You don't have to do shit but stay in your tent or party. Or if you smoke a lot of dope, you can do that. Um, yeah, it? that's really it. It's like you wake up, you go eat a blanche, get high. Go eat a blanche for lunch, get high. Go eat dinner, get high. And that's all you do all day long, every day. I'm being honest. Well, I appreciate the honesty. Yeah. Doesn't feel like that's really helping anybody. It's not. You, that's why you see all the tents. People are up all night. Okay, people are up all night. Sleep all day. 
I went and got my teeth um, about six months ago, and then someone stole them. Well, that's, uh, that's the Portland woman. She's homeless. We'll be back after the yeah, news break. Bill and Allison. Now, the first couple of Texas radio. Here's Bill and Allison Mencaro. Welcome back. We're Bill and Allison. 906 Hill Country Patriot Time. Your information station for the entire Hill Country, except places that claim to be in Hill Country but aren't. <laughs> like Austin, for example. Well, I promised you before the break that uh, we were going to give you the best summary of Joe Biden's time in office you've ever heard in less than one minute. Here is Senator John Kennedy of Louisiana. Now listen to me carefully on this one. The truth is, I do not hate anyone. I do not hate anyone. I look for grace wherever I can find it. So I say this gently. The Biden administration sucks. You measure it any way you want. COVID, the economy, inflation, the national debt, the border, crime, cancel culture, treating parents like domestic terrorists. Afghanistan, our energy independence, now lost. My God. President Biden has been spectacularly awful. Senator John Kennedy from Louisiana. And that's, uh, as I said, the best summary of the Biden administration in less than a minute that you've ever heard. Uh, recently, the Buffalo Police Commissioner Joseph Gramaglia appeared before a congressional committee calling for gun control measures. And uh, in the hearing, Congressman Clay Higgins, also, by the way, from Louisiana, just like Senator John Kennedy is, uh, talked to him about his support for red flag laws. And uh, here is a portion of that very interesting conversation before Congress. Your presented statement, sir, say you support confiscating guns from individuals determined to be a threat to themselves or others. Determined to be. So by this legislation, my colleagues are putting forth my understanding of the, of the letter of that law, which I 1,000% oppose, as would our founding fathers, the letter of that law is an anonymous tip from a citizen. So if this was law, Commissioner, would you confiscate, would you go to your neighbor's home and confiscate his legally owned weapons, a man that was not under criminal investigation nor under arrest? Would you do it? The red flag laws would... That's a yes or no, brother. I got five minutes to make an hour and a half statement here. It's more than a yes or no answer. It we'll move on then. If, if you cannot say yes, you would confiscate weapons from an American citizen that was subject to this law that my colleagues intend to push through this Congress, then you, and you said in your statement that you would confiscate those weapons if an American was determined to be, your quote, 
a threat to themselves or others. According to that law, determined to be is defined by an anonymous tip that an American citizen a threat to themselves or others. You're a police commissioner, a thin blue line brother, sworn to uphold the Constitution, and you're saying you'd see those weapons. I see that as a problem. I'm going to bring us back in time to World War II. America's population, 140 million. 15 million American men came home from World War II with deep scars and significant skills. They bore the invisible wounds of war. And there was weapons everywhere. We're talking about mental challenge. My father was one of those men who was a Navy pilot in World War II. He came back from the war and built his family. I'm the seventh of his eight children. I was born in 1961. We had guns everywhere. There was virtually no regulation. Any child in the 50s could buy a weapon from any seller if daddy sent them with the money. We didn't have mass shootings. It wasn't until 1968 in America that serial numbers were even required on weapons sold in this country. You order weapons through the Sears catalog by the mail. 19, in the 70s, I attended a high school, large rural school. Virtually every vehicle in the parking lot was a pickup truck. And almost every one had a rifle or a shotgun on the back glass and a pistol in under the seat. And we didn't have school shootings. 1979, I began college. One of the jobs I had to work my way through college was as a carpenter. We restored historical buildings. We had to determine in the process of that work what was the original cuts of these, these homes, residential homes, built 75, 85, 100 years ago. You could tell by the saw cut if it was a mechanical cut, an electric cut, or a hand cut. By such observations, we knew exactly how that house was originally built. And to my amazement, as a young man, beginning college in Louisiana, working, to my amazement, you know what I discovered, Madam Chair? You know what these houses did not have that were built a hundred years ago in cities in America? You know what they did not have, Commissioner? Locks. Locks. I ask you all, what happened to that country, man? A country where homes were built in cities with no locks. A country where guns were everywhere and virtually not regulated at all. Where millions of Americans, 14 million Americans came back. It's 11% of the population at the time, after World War II, with incredible skills of war and weapons of war, as you called them, everywhere. But we didn't have mass shootings. And here we sit today, where an entire once proud Democratic Party is pre presenting unbelievably unconstitutional laws to press upon our nation. And we have a police commissioner that says he would go home to home and confiscate legally owned weapons if he got a tip. Madam Chair, I yield my speech, but I will not yield my opposition to these unconstitutional laws. All right.
Yeah, that was uh, Congressman Clay Higgins, a Louisiana Republican, upbraiding the police commissioner of Buffalo, New York, uh, who was in favor of red flag laws. You know, if, if I had been on that committee, I would have asked, and I was hoping uh, Congressman Higgins would have asked this police commissioner about red flag laws. Well, Commissioner, if someone gave an anonymous tip that you're a dangerous person, so you would allow your guns to be confiscated? Oh, that's, very, that's a very good point. Yeah, I'd love to hear him answer that question. Uh, House Minority Whip Steve Scalise, also from Louisiana, who was, as you may remember, was seriously wounded in uh, shooting at a congressional baseball practice in Virginia a few years ago. He said any proposal to ban guns would have been tantamount to banning airplanes after September 11. He said... Quote, airplanes were used that day as the weapon to kill thousands of people and to, to inflict terror on our country. There wasn't a conversation about banning airplanes. There was a conversation about connecting the dots. How can we try to figure out if there are signs we can see to stop the next attack from happening? The problem is mental illness uh, with these school shootings. Uh, the problem is bad parenting. Uh, it's not guns. Guns, uh, you know, uh, I've, I've left a gun sitting on, the, on a table for weeks, and it never went off. So the, you know, it needs somebody to pull the trigger, as uh, Alec Baldwin would know. Nine fifteen. Well, you know, he's he's been um, uh, his charges been charges yeah, against his charges him have, been have been dropped. Yes, they have. Yes, they have. Nine fifteen is our Hill Country Patriot. Tom, you're with Bill and Allison on the Hill Country Patriot, your information station. This week, by the way, just a quick little note: uh, passed uh, a bill passed uh, the House and Senate in Texas, and. Uh, the governor will sign it. Uh, the Ten Commandments will be posted in every public school in Texas. Every public school in Texas. So that that passed this week. Uh, and uh, and when we were kids, we prayed. That was before Madeline Murray O'Hare came along. Well, I prayed the kids wouldn't beat me up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's yeah, yeah we like an official, maybe not official, uh, prayer in, well, in in school. Well, just this week. Um, the Wednesday night, the uh, Oakland Athletics president confirmed that the MLB team reached, oh, yeah. reached a deal to build a new stadium in Las Vegas. Going to Las Vegas, <laughs> the Oakland days. Well, I don't blame them for getting out of the out of the Bay Area. Oh, <laughs> well, really? In in 2016, Las Vegas had zero pro sports teams, and Oakland had three. If this deal goes through, Vegas will have four, and Oakland will have none <laughs> no kidding well that's that's uh, you know that's run by the you know left-wing democrats and you know uh -huh. you know what happens to a city uh, exactly. run by left-wing democrats well uh, over the over the last six years teams have flocked to las vegas like bachelor parties to the mgm grand <laughs> bill, bill oh, do, do you what? want to tell them about about your wild bachelor party <laughs> no <laughs> which one what are you talking about? i don't know what you're talking about you only had one but before we got married, it wasn't wild. I know. I was. I was. I was kidding. It was. It was. Uh, well, about I was going to. I was going to say, d describe it. Uh, I mean, you I didn't, don't even you, remember you, it. You didn't go to the MGM Grand. No, I didn't go to the MGM Grand. <laughs> Jeff. T Jeff took me to a strip joint, though. Did I ever Did? tell you? I know. You know. No, well, you well, didn't well, tell me that. That must have been someone else's. <laughs> it wasn't mine. <laughs> okay, but um, Las Vegas is now home to the Raiders. Uh, NFL, the Golden Knights, NHL, and the Aces, WNBA. Uh, meanwhile, Oakland, California, lost the Golden State Warriors and the Raiders within a year of each other. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, good riddance to Oakland. It's not and, a place you want to hang out. And I, actually, we, we know someone who who built one of those stadiums. What was it? I well, think it was he didn't do it by himself. <laughs> it was the Raiders. I think not I, the Raiders. I was just the. Uh, no, I thought it was the Raiders. Was it the Raiders? I, I think it was the Raiders. Okay. Right. Yeah, he he didn't do it by himself, but he was involved in the building of. <laughs> uh, yeah. Nine eighteen is our Hill Country Patriot time. Got nothing. I got some. Okay. <laughs> no, this is actually a warning. Uh, scammers are using. A lot more sophisticated techniques to get you to give them sensitive information. And this is something you need to know about. Uh, they, now, we know they've used fake emails. But when you get an email and it appears to be from some bank you do business with or some company that you know, look at the, uh, where, where the email, uh, where, what am I trying to say? What it says before the dot .com mm-hmm. okay, or dot .org or whatever it is. Uh, it'll say something... If it's fake, it'll say something like Wells Fargo Bank dot XYZ dot com. Well, that ain't Wells Fargo Bank. Wells Fargo Bank will be Wells Fargo Bank dot com or whatever their official website is. So that's one way to check it. Uh, but this is called phishing. Uh, and they, they launch larger attacks like installing bad stuff on your computer and then charging you money to, to take it off. Um, they, uh, they'll trick you into providing sensitive and personal and financial information, so you never do that. Even if you think it's legitimate, I'll, I'll get emails from that look very legitimate, and the website looks legitimate, and it says, you know, click here to, you know, we've had a problem with something, click here to update your password, or click here to log into your, to your uh, site, to our site. I never do that. I go to the site itself and log in. I never log mm. in from an email. That's a good okay. idea. Yeah. And and we, we send out Jackie Lawson cards to our friends. They're absolutely beautiful yeah, they cards yeah. that we discovered when a friend sent on, one. To, online. Yeah, on, on, online. And we discovered them when a friend sent one to us. So we uh, signed up. And um, we have a, a, lot of, a lot of our friends w- will not open them. Yeah, they're afraid to open the, the cards. So, well, you know, I, I'm... That's fine. I mean, if that's uh, that's you're trying to protect yourself, uh, and uh, because p- people will will do that, they'll try to get you to transfer money. Uh, the vast majority, according to a study, more than eighty percent of security cybersecurity breaches involve human error, and that means people doing something bad. You might unsuspectingly click a malicious link in an email. Or open an attachment from somebody that you don't know. That's another way they get you. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't know the person, but it says, "Oh, if I got some and some way to convince you to open an attachment, don't do that." Uh, people use weak passwords. Uh, who was um, I'm trying to think of his name? Hillary Clinton's uh, campaign manager, not a campaign manager, but uh, top advisor. Oh, how quickly we forget. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, Republican Party was able to get into some of his most private stuff mm-hmm. because his password was password. <laughs> <laughs> well, so somebody I needed somebody to create a password uh, for an account that I was setting up, and she's going to be the one using it. And her, her password, I, I won't say it out loud, but uh, her password, I had trouble typing it in, and you know how they ask you to to retype it to mm-hmm. confirm it. Yeah. Um, I had to do it at least twice, if not three times, yeah, because it was so. so and 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 I told her, I said that's the most complex password I've ever seen. And she, I, I said mine are, are not that complex, but I said no hacker would be able to guess them. Um, but uh, um, 
she's she's gone through all sorts of Microsoft uh, security training. Oh, okay. so 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 yeah, that well. that that's her background. Well, here are some ways to here are some ways to avoid phishing scams. Uh, avoid clicking on links, opening attachments, as I said, or providing any sensitive information. Verify with known phone numbers or contact information, not ones that are provided in emails. And speaking of passwords, unique and strong passwords um, and uh, pass phrases are unrelated words that can be strung together are stronger than passwords. Um, just pick out some words and string them together as one word. Uh, some other ways, enable two-factor authentication, which is uh, you have to put in the password, and then they send you a text message on your phone uh, to verify that it's you, especially for sensitive online accounts. Um, so those are some ways to protect yourself uh, against these awful uh, phishing, what they're called phishing, P-H-I-S-H, phishing scams online. When we return from this very quick break, we will tell you about the cheapest person, or, well, is this the cheapest person in history? You hear the story and you decide. Jay Cash Penny? Mm, he's, he's up there, but that's not the one I'm thinking of. We'll be back on the Bill Nelson Show after a real quick break. Welcome back. We're Bill and Allison, Hill Country Patriot, your information station. 9.46 is our Hill Country Patriot time. Well, I promise to tell you about, will you decide if this is the cheapest person in history? Allison, you mentioned J. Cash Penny, mm-hmm. okay, otherwise known as J.C. Penny, mm-hmm. who was the Penny Department Store. Mm-hmm. He started that. Um, but his name was uh, James or John or whatever, Cash is his middle name, Penny. And... Uh, he was known for being very cheap. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had his uh, jacket pockets lined with, <laughs> with back then it was probably wax paper, wouldn't be plastic, but some, some sort of waterproof thing. So he could take food home in his pockets <laughs> from restaurants. And he was known to say to a waiter after he'd finished his dinner, uh, I didn't eat all those peas and I only ate about half the... Uh, uh, baked potato could i get a refund <laughs> he really did this is true true stories j cash penny well that was probably back in the day i mean when i was when i was younger um people would not take food home from restaurants they would say it's for the dog oh a doggy bag could we that, have a doggy bag yes. that's my parent growing up could we have a doggy bag please yeah and 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 the bags that restaurants would give you said doggy bag yes. there was a picture of a dog, dog on it, on it. They, be, because People would only take like bones or whatever home to their dogs. They they would not. Um, they were embarrassed about eating leftover food, which I I never got. I know. Well, we have friends that so we've went out to with mm-hmm. them. They absolutely refuse it. Yes, you know, they eat yes. like a small portion and they'll mm-hmm. leave a big steak or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I'm not gonna take that home. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Anyway, is this the cheapest person in history? Hetty Green. Okay. She died in 1916. She was considered to be, as 
estimated to be the richest woman in the world. She had about a hundred million dollars. This is back oh in my the gosh. yeah early nineties. <laughs> so that early. was that was that was real money back yeah, then. Yeah, <laughs> that would probably I don't know what that would be today. A billion dollars could oh, be. Oh, at least yeah. at least I would say. Yeah. Uh, she inherited six million from her father and accumulated the rest through a long series of great investments in the stock market. Uh, but she was completely insane. <laughs> For years, she wore the same dress, which was originally black but turned green and then brown with age. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> For undergarments, she used old newspapers that she collected from trash baskets in Central Park. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Her home was an unheated tenement in Chelsea, which was at the time a horrible place in New York. And her diet consisted mostly of onions, eggs, and dry oatmeal because she didn't want to prepare hot food because that would cost money on the fuel bill. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, ta- and take up water to cook your oatmeal. Oh, it would take, would take water so she ate it dry. Wow. So she probably, Hetty Green, probably the cheapest person in at least U.S. history, if not world history. You know, you were just talking about Bandera. And ben, I, I looked up its population the other day. I, I was assuming it was, you know, five, six, seven thousand people. Well, th- according to the official census, it's 851 people. Is that right? <laughs> so everybody well, there is a tourist, apparently. So, so th- the reason I looked it up was uh, Bandera for our eclipse, our major, major uh, total eclipse uh, next April, April the 8th. Um, Bandera is expecting 85,000 people. 85,000 mm-hmm. people in Bandera? Mm-hmm. Bandera. And uh, K- Kerrville is expecting, uh, based on uh, previous eclipses, a town our size, uh, we're expecting about 150,000 people. And and I do know that uh, all the hotels in town are booked up. Um we had invited some friends to uh, stay at our house, but we told them they'd have to <laughs> sleep on air beds or a sofa and share a bathroom with a bunch of other people. And a couple of our friends decided, now they didn't want to do that, so so they looked at hotels. And I told them a few months ago, okay, hotels are available and still normal rates, but now they're totally gone. Wow. And oh, oh and other fr- friends of ours... Um, who didn't want to do the, you know, sharing the house with a, with a bunch of strangers? Uh, they went to uh, um, Fredericksburg, and they they were looking at a studio apartment, and the rental rate was going to be five thousand dollars for one night. Wow! Or or four nights for thirty six hundred. Wow! So if uh, if you're going to invite friends uh, to come in town. Uh, beware that uh, you might have to put them up in your house. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, because, uh, or some people uh, will we'll bring an RV mm-hmm. and uh, stay in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can do that. Uh, so there are some alternatives. But uh, I would suggest, uh, you know, we need to, uh, if you need to invite people, uh, do that. And also uh, check with uh, hotels, you know. They get cancellations. Um, go online. Uh, and uh, if anybody's flying in, Mm-hmm. Any of your friends or relatives flying in, they better get their tickets because I suspect the airlines will be full too. Yeah, we need to talk to our friends. And I, I talked to a woman um, in our business, which is, she. I don't think she even knew where we lived. And she started talking about the eclipse. <laughs> and I told her I lived in, in Kerrville. 
Texas, which is a really uh, unique thing about Kerrville, is that it has the it will have the longest totality of any place in the United States for four and a half minutes. And the woman that I was talking to on the phone um, was around for an eclipse uh, several years ago. And where she was, the totality was about a minute. So so that, that tells you what, what a big deal four and a half minutes is. And uh, she obviously couldn't find a hotel in uh, <coughs> Kerrville, so, so she is renting something in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, but, I mean, I mean it's people are coming house. in from all over. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a madhouse. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, well, t- uh, tell folks about uh, what NASA just announced. Oh, that's right. There, there are three uh, cities uh, in the in the United States in the path of the eclipse uh, where NASA is going to be broadcasting from, and Kerrville is one of them. Yeah. And they're going to set up a, a public viewing area. Um, at this point, I have no idea where, where that is. I have a couple of guesses where it might be, but... Uh, I don't think any place in, in Kerrville can accommodate 150,000 people. No, of course not. <laughs> yeah, it's going to stock up on your groceries uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> several days before the eclipse. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I have a friend in uh, Fredericksburg who said, uh, I'm not sure if uh, I, I'm going to stick around and watch the eclipse or get the heck out of town. <laughs> oh, I want to see it. I mean, this is, this is really a big deal. Um, and what's the date? Uh, April 8th, 2004. Okay. And it's, it's, it happens about 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. That's great. Because it could happen at night. Then you wouldn't know the difference. <laughs> what? It's Eclipses true. don't happen at night. How do you know? <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> there you go. There you go. But, yeah, this is this is a really, really big deal. And it's a total eclipse. So the, the mm-hmm. sky will be the, the, the dark. It'll be dark outside like it's mm-hmm. nighttime. Exactly. And the birds and animals go berserk, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, because they, they don't know what's going on. No, of course not. And what the, uh, well, also there's an, another eclipse, though. Yeah, there? There, there's a, it's called an annular, which th- the name is very confusing because it sounds like it means it happens every year. But it's uh, also called, more commonly called a ring of fire eclipse. And that will be here in uh, October. I that, fell into a burning ring of fire. <laughs> we should have that. We'll get that I, for next I, I don't know exactly uh, wh- what day. I can announce that later. Well, what does ring of fire mean? Well, oh, what that means is the uh, uh, the moon goes in front of the sun, but it doesn't cover it completely, like for a total eclipse. So there is the ring of, I mean, the, the corona sun. is what you see. I think the corona is for the total. No. Okay. No. Okay. Total is total. You don't see anything okay. of the sun okay. at all. With the annular, you see the corona, and you see the the flames come out of whatever right. you call them coming off the sun i guess and, i've seen pictures I and make sure to get eye protection oh good point that's get I mean, it now before yes, it's sold out exactly I, i've already gotten ours and and i've gotten some some for our friends who are coming and uh, you can't just wear sunglasses um i've tried these glasses on and they're totally black yeah it's totally black well like welder's glasses more more or less i guess but i don't know i've ever tried you haven't, welders been, you haven't well you haven't been welding lately <laughs> no I haven't. when did you give that up <laughs> Uh, but yeah, get get your you, you can get them online. I haven't seen them for sale in stores, but they'll be for sale in stores. But I wouldn't wait for that because right. uh, they will be sold out. Uh, right. So get your eclipse glasses. And also the prices now. are better now. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they'll jack the prices up. Uh, that's the thing to do. Well, 
Bill and Allison, we'd love having you with us. Uh, check out our website, which is firstcoupleoftexasradio.com, where you can listen to all of our past shows and mm-hmm. download them to your favorite devices. And we want to thank you for joining us. We'll be back uh, next Saturday from 8 to 10. Remember to trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. Acknowledge Him in all your ways, and He will direct your paths.